The Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal. Absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Benvenuti! Welcome to the next generation with me, your host, Giulia Stocchetti. Join me as I take you on a journey to discover young stars of the Italian food and wine world. Pronti? Andiamo! Ciao a tutti! Welcome everybody to this episode of The Next Generation with me, Giulia Stocchetti. And today I'm taking you to Emilia-Romagna, Uh, more precisely in Nova Feltria, that is located in the province of Rimini. We're going to talk about teaching, restaurant, bartending, and sommelierie management, plus enology. In this special place in the province of Rimini, there are a lot of special things to eat, like gnocco fritto, tigelle, tortellini, cappelletti, and the famous torta barozzi. That's a kind of cake made with almonds and coffee. But you must know that the secret, the receipt is secret. Only the grandmas from Vignola actually know how to prepare this delicious cake. The feature dish today will be the piadina romagnola. Come on, who doesn't know piadina? <laughs> We're going to discover all the secrets about this. And uh, the interview of today is Mr. Jill Coffee Degbo. He was born in Benin, a tiny strip of land located in the western part of Africa, between Nigeria and Togo. In 1994, he moved to Bologna with his family. Jill had his first sip of wine when he was a teenager working at a restaurant Albergo da Marino in Rufina, in the area of Masseto. That's an establishment run by people his father already knew before their arrival in Italy, who later become great friends. During his experience, Gil had his first glass of Sangiovese that arose in him the curiosity about the sense of wine, its anecdotes and stories. Curiosity that then led him to begin a real journey into the world of wine. His studies began at the Pellegrino Artusi High School, where he also had the opportunity to attend the first level of the sommelier course organized by ICE Romagna. His first work experience abroad was in China, Beijing, a city where, during the 2008 Olympics, He worked at Casa Italia for the CONI, Italian National Olympic Committee. After his experience in China, Jill moved to Colchester, England, where he worked as a bartender for about a year. After England, it was Sweden's turn, where he worked for six months as an assistant sommelier and waiter at a wine house. This experience made him realize how wine culture truly touches the entire globe. When he got back to Italy, he continued his sommelierie studies, completing the second ICE level, working in the meantime as a chef de rang and stock manager in Milano Marittima at Café della Rotonda and Vista Mare restaurant. 
In 2010, he spent the whole summer season working at the five-star luxury premier hotel Esut, a place where he met a maître who believed in Jill enough to allow him to get an interview to go to work at Krakos, Michelin star restaurant, two stars actually, in Milan, a venue to which he had long aspired. Jill then began his journey working alongside Luca Gardini, who in the same year crowned his dream of becoming the best sommelier in the world. After his experience at Krakos, Gilles worked as a maître at La Parolina, one Michelin star. In 2012, Gilles decided to return to Emilia-Romagna and to complete his sommelier studies. Shortly thereafter, the Artusi High School, where he graduated, offered him to work as a lecturer in restaurant service, bartending, cafeteria, and enology. He still gives lectures today alongside his work as a wine consultant. Jill was, until 2023, the first one and only ambassador of the Negro Amaro grape variety in Italy, Europe, and in the whole world. He also has the title of Ambassador of Albana, a white grape variety native to Emilia-Romagna. Today, Jill has two very lively children, many commitments and dreams, including becoming Italy's best sommelier. Wow, what a life experience. Jill, coffee, <laughs> venerdì, good morning. <laughs> morning, everyone. It's nice to be here. Thanks a lot, Julia. You're most welcome. It's my pleasure. So uh, just tell me something about you. Who are you? Well, uh, I'm Jill, as you told before, coffee. Coffee is my first name, but um, since I came here, most of the people had problem with, um, with with the name, you know, because <laughs> it's actually cafe in Italian. Uh -huh. So this is why most of the people call me Gilles. But I love your name. I mean, it means Friday, <laughs> venerdì. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Just when the weekend starts. So I mean, I love coffee. I, I I'm gonna call you coffee. It's for you. It's okay. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's kind of funny, you know. Friday, just when the weekend starts, as we just told. <laughs> yeah. So, how old are you, Coffee? I'm 34 years old. And what's your position? Well, actually, I do teach at school. I am a professional sommelier in restaurants as a consultant. And uh, I teach uh, in high school, hotelry school. So, it's... Um, about everything, it comes in the restaurant room, bartending, cafeteria, and sommelier service. That's great. So that means that uh, you're really into the wine world and also that you deal with young generations. That's awesome. Yeah, you've just said that. Exactly. It's awesome. Sometimes horrible, sometimes awesome. But it's funny. I like that. <laughs> so um, where are we? Actually, we are in Emilia-Romagna, the, the center of, of Italy, you know. When you go uh, outside and you talk about Emilia-Romagna, no one, no one knows Emilia-Romagna. But when you say, you just say, close to Tuscany, Bologna, and stuff like that, they say, oh, okay, tortellini, pasta, mortadella. Yeah, <laughs> we are in this uh, region, and I'm here... Uh, since 1994. 
Okay, so you've always been based in Emilia-Romagna, one of the best places in the world to eat delicious food and drink really good wines. Exactly. That's awesome. You've yeah. been lucky. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, yes. And so wh what's the vibe? Well, uh, here I can say that um, there are many, many, many... The vibe are really young. Young vibes, young people, and um, a lot of curiosity about everything it's alcohol and everything you have to drink and eat so <laughs> i consider myself very 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 lucky about that because uh, around me everything speak breathe and uh, talk about uh, wine uh, drink and food that's really wonderful that's really wonderful Wow, that's dreamland, basically. <laughs> the place where every one of us would like to be and to live and to experience. So you're a teacher by day, a professional son by night, a full-time dad of two beautiful kids, right? Yes, exactly. And you're so young with such lots of experience. I mean... That's amazing. Michelin-starred restaurants, Olympic Games, uh, ambassador of two uh, native grape varieties. That That's awesome. And you're also a writer, right? Yeah, I've, I wrote uh, a book for my, um, for my first child, Noah. Um, well, actually, it, it starts like, uh, you know, when you don't um, sleep well, you just woke up and uh, write something. After a month, I discovered I almost wrote a, bo a book about uh, my wine experience, uh, what wine is for me, and how to grow up um, in a nice way, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, mm, I wrote this book, uh, like teaching my son the nice way, the properly way to drink wine and the, a nice way to grow up. Uh, believe in yourself, like uh, a small variety of wine does when uh, it has to express itself uh, in the in the glass. You know, you know what I mean. Most of um, stories like that of people I've met in my my life who teach me about the wine, who teach me about the way to to discuss, uh, to talk about wine, and uh, this is why I I wrote this book called uh, La Mia Vita Spiegata a Mio Figlio. So it's like uh, my life explained to my, to my son, using all those uh, wine anecdotes to explain him how life goes. That's amazing, really. I can't wait to read your book. Where can I find it? Where can we actually find it? <laughs> well, uh, it's avail available on uh, Amazon. And uh, every um, Mondadori Liberia in, uh, in, Italia, in Italy. Wow, I'm going to read that for sure. So you already answered one of my questions. Like, do you ever find the time to get some sleep? Actually, feels like you don't have so much time to relax and to, and to actually sleep. <laughs> well, I think uh, when someone has a dream, needs to work hard for his dream. And uh, just because... Uh, I have six brothers, you know. I don't know wow. if I told, you, I told you that. I don't I don't used to drink alone. I have six brothers. So the first come on Monday, the second on Tuesday, <laughs> the third <laughs> on Wednesday. 
then Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I get for myself the Sunday. But you know, as you as we told before, uh, my name is Gilles and coffee. So the Sunday I used to drink with Gilles or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's amazing. So one sibling for every day of, of the week and then <laughs> Sunday is just for yourself, for zeal or for coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jokes apart, I don't sleep that much because uh, I used to take part of, of the night to study. Mm -hmm. So often I come home at about half past nine, let's say 10 in the evening. And then I start studying until midnight. Then I go to sleep and I used to wake up every single day, even the Sunday, uh, at about half past three or four in the morning because I start studying and I start doing the thing I can't the, during my day because, you know, I go to school. I finish school. I have to see my, my child's. So go and play with them, go back to work, uh, to the restaurant. So it's not, um, I don't have that much time. I, I don't, don't want to stall my, the, the time for my child. This is why I choose to, stu to study um, during the night. I mean, I admire you so much. <laughs> so much Thanks. stuff going on and so much passion. I feel so much passion in it. So that's amazing. I was wondering, uh, you deal with young generations and you teach them also how to approach wine. What do you think is the best way to get them involved and love the wine world? That's a wonderful question. Thanks a lot. Because um, when I start studying wine, drinking wine, uh, um, the most hard thing is that I, I didn't have someone who took my hand uh, let's say, follow me and suggest me things to do, a uh, book to read, a uh, place to go, where to go. And this is, I, I think, uh, God's give me the, the chance to, to follow the youngest in this way. Uh, because what I, I used to, to see between them, it, they just drink uh, whatever you put in front of, in front of them without asking themselves how it's made uh wow why this flavor the origin and stuff like that so in this way i had the, the chance the possibility to teach them the right way to drink and to manage alcohol which is uh, not so often in uh, not too much and never alone nice so you're linking wine basically to culture, how is it made, and also to the pleasure of sharing. So having it all together to connect people, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, because, you know, if, I don't know if you remember the first time we met. I do. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just about talk, uh, talking about the variety of the grapes, uh, uh, the flavor, and um, teaching to someone else uh, who, who was curious everything you mm, you still discover about that grape, about about the the land, about the the, the, the soil, you know. And uh, that was amazing to me. And uh, uh, right now I am actually trying to do the same with many young guys. 
which, which actually maybe in uh, 300 young people I see every day, maybe just 10 of them or 20 of them would really uh, appreciate or understand the meaning of my, uh, of my focus on them. But still, you have to do that. You have to try to do that because it's a kind of investment in, uh, in our future. Right. That's awesome. I mean, we must catch up again anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to share some wine with you. Yeah, we have to actually, definitely. So talking about the way actually you teach wine and you involve in this beautiful word, the young generations, you were talking about uh, linking it also to the land, to the place where it comes from. We must remember that in Italy, every single small town has its own special dish and special things to pair with wine, right, at the table. Exactly. So what's the, the dish you, you'd like to uh, talk about today? Well, uh, obviously, I, I would like to talk to you about piadina. That's flat bread uh, used to cook here because it's a very uh, simple thing and uh, easy, even 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 really really easy to make, uh, just with flour, salt, pork lard, and uh, and a lot of love as well. So <laughs> someone, um, yeah, an old grandma. Once I remember the first time I I eat piadina, I say, wow, what incredible bread! How it's made. The only ingredients it's love. This is what the <laughs> she gave me. It's love. Yeah, we love everything. Yeah, it comes very out easy. beautiful. Because you you mm, um, not just the way you prepare it, because you mix all the ingredients and you cooked um, in a pan. So it's very easy. You can you can eat by himself just like a normal bread, but it's flat and very uh, fluffy, soft, like a foam, you know. Mm. You, can, uh, you can just wrap in with some vegetables, some cheeses uh, or some ham, everything. It's very, very funny because uh, um, when I came here, it was just bread in 1994. Right now, uh, we have kind of place a restaurant called Piadinerie, which is not just a, um, a typical place who makes Piadina. It's a place like an hamburgeria where they make hamburger, but with just Piadina. So Piadina oh. in a thousand way, thousand different way. So spicy, not spicy, vegetables, meat, fish. Uh, whatever you want, uh, you can choose your, 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 the ingredients and fill your piadina the way you prefer. It's wonderful. And the, the nice way of making piadina, it's uh, like uh, here in uh, Cesena, which is close where I live, we do it in a way. If you go to Rimini, it's more flat. If you um, go up to Emilia Romagna and you reach to Imola, it's thinner, it's thicker, sorry, it's thicker. So it's more bread instead of everything else. So it's, it's different uh, and uh, there's a thousand ways even to make 
this easy and simple flatbread. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it is. Well, most of, <laughs> most of the time, simple things are the best. Yeah. So <laughs> we can expect a lot of emotions eating this piadina. But what wine would you pair with piadina? Well, actually, just because we got uh, a salty, um, salty bread with some pork lard as well, or sometimes we can use, uh, instead of the pork lard, the olive oil, I would match uh, our typical white steel wine called Albana. Then it depends how you feel the piadina or if you, if you want just eat the piadina. If you feel with pork meat, I would add uh, Albana with a nice acidity, maybe uh, who has uh, a bit of maturation, which is really, really, really nice because... After you eat your pedina and you drink the wine, your mouth comes completely clean, like you've never had some, nothing. I think uh, talking about Emilia Romagna and talking about Piadina, I think this must be the, the nice and uh, more round match. So Piadina and Albana, dry still white wine from the area. Albana di Romagna, D-O-C. Okay, we will definitely try it. I mean, I will, so I recommend it also to our uh, listeners. So uh, what are the under 30s eating and drinking? So what are young people eating and drinking? Well, actually, in, I think in all over the world, especially here in Italy, we got the, the boom of gin. Gin and tonic is the most popular drink here. Not just wine, uh, not just beer, also uh, super alcoholic stuff like gin, gin, uh, vermouth. So we are talking about the, co- the cocktailery and uh, the different way to, uh, to pairing food and uh, other stuff like cocktails. Uh, the most common we got here is the gin tonic uh, with nice botanicals came from our land, like uh, uh, a gin made uh, by the flower of Albana before he became grape. Oh, interesting. That's very nice because um, it's very curious with even the flavor and the taste. So I think um, the nice and the wonderful way of making cocktails and match everything which it's not just a match a glass of wine or a nice beer or a different kind of water with something you drink i think the future must be the way the different way to match food with everything actually everything Wow, that's nice. Gin is really, really popular. And uh, talking about wines, uh, what wines do young people uh, go for? Well, actually sparkling wines or red strongs wine. So sparkling wine, most of the common are from North Italy. So let's say Prosecco. Uh, You should know that one. Oh, really? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Prosecco or Panzacorta, most in the few days, in, in the few years, we got even Trento Doc uh, based on Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot, uh, a little touch of Pinot Meunier. 
because it mm -hmm. has um, more, how do you say, vertical and uh, and thick uh, weight to be drunk. And then uh, uh, talking about strongest wine, uh, the most popular and common uh, in the in, in the ages, uh, I've heard it. We know all about Brunello di Montalcino or Barolo. So strong reds wine, red wines. Interesting. That's really interesting because I thought that also some whites would have found a, a place in it, but young people are going for sparklings and strong reds. Yeah, this this is the you know this is strange because even here that we got the one of the first diocese in Italy, um, the Albania di Roma, the, the Albana di Romagna. They prefer uh, wine from other region, region and uh, in the sparkling way, and uh, the reds, the reds. And this is why, uh, just because of that, more of the winemaker here starting make Albana because of his acidity in the sparkling way. Wow, that's super interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting because it has all the characteristics to be uh, a nice and wonderful sparkling wine. And it's more made as a Sharma or Champenois? No, it's, it's what method? Um, both method, but the the most used uh, it's uh, the the classic method like Champagne. Okay, cool. I'm gonna uh, try to find a bottle of sparkling Albana because you made me so curious about that. <laughs> I really want to try it. Yeah. Okay, but that said, what do you drink, coffee? What I do not drink, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you do not drink? <laughs> Let's make it the other way. Yeah, that's really funny because uh, I'm very interested and curious of everything. It's uh, drinkable, you know. Uh, so it's not just wine. It's not just uh, uh, super alcoholic stuff. It's all about vermouth, water, different types of teas, uh, wine, uh, um, mixologies, uh, because I think in, in our job, uh, you have to know a little bit of everything. And that's made me really happy because I don't, um, my job is not, uh, it, it, does, it does not finish when you drink something, but when you understand the way the thing you are uh, you are drinking it's made and how you can even made it in a different way so this is why sometimes i collaborate with some wineries and i I've, I've made uh, a beer based on based on uh, albana grapes i wow. made a vermouth based on uh, sangiovese grapes I've made a bitter based on uh, black tea and uh, centesimino seeds. Centesimino is another uh, black variety of red wine we got here. Because, That's amazing. Yeah, well, it actually, it's actually really, really curious to me um, how those things could match together in a cocktail or just in aperitif with a nice cigar and chocolate at the end of the of your meal. What a great experience you have. I mean, <laughs> it's, really cool. it's unbelievable. Okay, 
So uh, thank you very much for sharing with us your experience and your thoughts about the, the food and wine world. Now let's wrap up the episode in just five things in five minutes. Yeah. Okay, so coffee, where are we? We are in Emilia-Romagna, which is one of the best, beautiful country in the middle of Italy. What's the vibe and the cuisine? Uh, we love here, people love uh, experiment and eat uh, so, so uh, sobery stuff and uh, different kind of wine. So not just sparkling wine, not uh, sorry, not just white wine, not just red wine, but especially sparkling wine and red strong wines. And what's the feature dish? The feature dish, uh, uh, well, piadina, um, I guess. Uh, yeah, piadina. <laughs> my uh, dish of the, of, it's in my heart. So let's say I will share with you this, the, the piadina, ecco, and the different ways <laughs> with piadina. And share the wine pairing with the piadina. Well, I love piadina with our white uh, steel wine called Albana, and we got also the DOCG, so I think it's, it's going to be the best uh, pairing you, you will have if you come here, Albana and piadina. We will try it, yeah. for sure. One thought on Italy's uh, wine and culinary future. Well, the, the culinary future is uh, all about curiosity, I think. And uh, the Italy, uh, we got the most uh, beautiful place with the, I think probably the many grape variety in all over the world. So the future will be probably matched the small, let's say small, uh, variety with the wonderful, typical plates from our, from every region. I love it. <laughs> I share with you the, the, this thought. So, Coffee, thank you so very much for being with us today. It was my pleasure to interview you and hopefully we'll see us soon enjoying some good stuff to eat and to drink thanks a lot it has been a really really pleasure to me thanks once again you're most welcome ciao bye ciao, ciao. grazie for being with me today and listening to the next generation on the italian wine podcast alla prossima cin cin